Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Welcome and come well to another doorway. Entitled Beyond Words and Expression. The recording has started once again. Yeah, so today we're going to um, play with the ingredients in the kitchen a little different. More in a uh, chaotic space. in the way of wording, in the way of understanding. Meaning that today's play with things a little differently. Today's thing won't be based upon one topic or one subject, per se. Just in a random kind of mood at the moment. So basically, if you want to call this thing anything, if you want to title it anything, or if you look for it later on, the title of this episode today will be entitled Randomity. You know, it's basically related to randomization, that which is random. So today we're going to play a little out of the pattern and just be random. There's a lot of random things happening, or there's always something random happening. But, you know, this is not talking about news or anything like that. But, um, just energy that's, you know, that's speaking to me and through me in certain ways. And I'm just finding myself here and there, anywhere and everywhere, nowhere and somewhere. Same point. Do you understand that? Sounds a little weird. <laughs> May sound a little weird. Sometimes weird is where you need to be. So the word weird is connected to the word wired. You know, you need to be wired, not just wired. Maybe rewired. Maybe strip the wire. Get to the metal wire and want to couldn't do it. Or the impulse of the electrical reaction or the synapses between neurons. Play with the synapse rather than from your neuron to neuron. They want to play with that just that little electrical impulse sometimes. See what that's about. But at the same time, you're both sides, paradoxical reality, neuron to neuron. You're also that which is anonymity. You're also the space or the gap or the distance between two illusional things. So you may want to be weird or be wired differently or rewire yourself differently. So, let's be a little weird today, shall we? (laughs) 
Um, one hallway, or the first hallway to touch upon, and there's always hallways. To doorways and doorways to hallways. Let's play with the first doorway, I guess we can say. Somebody just wrote down today, you know, something like, um, well, let's talk about what we were discussing about earlier, and that was kind of fun a little bit. <laughs> you know, um, dealing with something that's uh, kind of current or kind of known or out there or surface that people are also seeing or coming in contact with or hearing about, using someone as a certain type of um, a forefront uh, poster being or that represents something behind, something going on. We were discussing about um, Tyson and how um, he's or what he represents, you know, is uh, basically the principle. Because remember, it's always about the principle behind the personal. We always touch upon principality behind the personality. So, in the principle of saying he kind of represents is <clears throat> um, impossibility is possibility, or the impossible is possible. But again, you know, we said there's nothing impossible. Everything is possible. Always was possible. Always will be possible. But according to the limited mind and limited body and the limited way of thinking, we think that a such world is impossible, which there isn't. There really is no such word as possible as well. It's just is what it is. It is what it is. It is as it is. I still know I was talking about that in... You know, um, let's see, look at his age. You know, he's been through this. He's been through that. And like I said before, when they were interviewing him, he was saying, you know, they, they were saying, well, why, why would you come back? You know, why are you coming back? Why are you fighting again? What's the point? What's the purpose? Why are you doing it for? You already did it all. Why come back? And, you know, I was like, well, he gave the most simple fucking answer. And this is, once again, the podcast is based upon awareness, immediate realization, and simplicity. Always look for that that realization, that quick realization, always have your awareness antennas up and always seek that which is the most simple in the most simplest form. And he gave it to the interview in the most simplest form. He said, because I want to, because I can. And um, sometimes the most simple thing is the most profound thing because he can you know, he put his mind to it. So I'm just going to do it because I can. And that's really what the shit boils down to. You know, even this podcast, we put it together. It's like, why we put it together? You know, ask questions. People ask questions before. Why'd you put a podcast together? Why would you do that? Why would you, you know, what is it for? Because we want to. And you don't want to get the most complicated answer from somebody or the most complicated response. You want to get the most simple thing because. You know, simplicity is the key to longevity. Like how people don't eat as much or consume as much. If you want to stay in this body a little bit longer, there's principles that hold this thing together and keep it moving or keep it present, keep it here. Certain ways for whatever reason, you know, whatever. 
but look for that simple thing. And, you know, we have so many people that are dressed up, you know, like the suits on, the suit and tie conversations from these damn people trying to be politically correct and trying to look sophisticated and important and, you know, all this bullshit. People try to give these elaborate answers with these, you know, this uh, expanse terminology and all these complicated words and big words. And it's like, yo, give me, talk to me like rat, cat, and bat. You know, because once again, this whole thing, what we say and what I've built upon this podcast is I have to be able to explain it to a 10-year-old or a 10-year-old, a scientist, and a spiritualist have to all understand what I'm saying at the same time. Which means whatever I'm saying has to come in its most simplest form because it has to hit the simple mind. We are simple-minded beings. You know, so basically I was just embracing that aspect about Tyson or the entity entitled Tyson the energy which is impossibility as possibility disguised as the sport called boxing as a thing called the boxer um, which doesn't exist but the principle of that entity exists I was just embracing you know certain things we were building upon that you know and just seeing you know, the body doesn't stop any, the body cannot stop the mind Right. The body is a particle of the mind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he already said he can. So if you put it out there <laughs> in that way, then there you go. He he already declared that that's what he's, he's capable of. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. It really is just that simple. It really, really is. Really, really is. And then, like, I was touching upon that topic with Cain and Abel in the Bible, and Cain and Abel, the brothers Cain and Abel, and one killed, brother killed mm-hmm. the other brother. Cain and Abel, like I said before, but everything you read, a Bible, a comic book, a novel, or fiction, whatever you're reading, whatever, whatever it is, everything has to be decoded and decisive. So Cain and Abel is nothing but Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Can you do it? Are you able to? We always we can and we're always able depending upon how we are some people may be injured or whatever the case is maybe you can or can't in a certain way but you're always able able is never the question it's always are you willing to he's able to so is he willing to that's what pushes the forward force forward in whatever direction that mind steers it to be so, you know, we were just building upon him in some ways and building upon that entity, you know, and um, funny conversation. You have other people trying to, you know, you know, you always have like some kind of, like we were saying before, a wave pattern where he creates a wave pattern. One entity that's authentic creates like a kind of wave pattern that others try to mimic or may feed on the sea store in their own way. And it's cool, you know, um, but then, you know, you find a little corniness out there sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Other people trying to mimic with this one warrior, with this one warrior entity, a warrior energy kind of put forward, you know, and um, in different ways, different sports, you know, different things. 
And of course, inspiration influence is cool, you know what I'm saying? It's going to influence and inspire you to some degree. Um, but how you go about it, you know, it will display your true character, you know, trying to make things public or a certain way or trying to tell people. It's like, you ain't got to tell nobody nothing, just do it. Right. Because if it's, if it's meant to be perceived that way, it'll be perceived that way. But it's like the marketing of certain things and certain moves um, for publicity, it's like that whole thing, It um, it just shows, like you said, the true colors, but it also shows that it just shows the power of energy like you were mentioning because they they just want to get in on the waves because some people you know mm-hmm. they're not gonna they're not gonna start their own thing or they're not gonna create that momentum on their own so exactly. in order to tap in they just get in where they <laughs> where they fit in i guess or create their own um you know um i would say narrative but it's not even but um their own way to get into the picture easy way in and it's exactly. like well you might not stay there but you know okay <laughs> exactly like the key word you just said market you don't need to market you know and if you market it, that means you're looking for exposure you're looking for exposure and you're seeking promotion I mean, you're trying to do like a fame forefront, forefront of fame in some way to get people's attention. Like, calm down. <laughs> like, I, you know, like, you know, of course, you know, whether it's male or female, whatever it is, in some way, somebody who is known for a certain type of skill or expertise in something or professionalism in something is going to automatically inspire and influence others in a certain way. Like, it, it did something to me as well. You know, so, and I've, take it upon myself to do it how I want to do it. I don't necessarily have to speak upon it. Mm-hmm. No, so, and like I said, exactly, like you just said, that was the key, that was the key word, you just said market. You know, people are trying to market their way now off of that thing which was just innate within him. And right. that entity has been known through interviews and everything as he's always been a genius, you know, in many different ways. And, um, no, um, and he came to certain levels of consciousness, self-awareness, realization of self. Um, as it basically, he didn't come to it; it just basically enhanced. And put it that way, it enhanced as time went on, according to my experience and my perception of that entity, entitled Tyson. Um, it enhanced itself as time went on, according to experiences that he had experienced personally and publicly. And um, it's cool. And he's always been that in a certain way. I'm saying it just kind of, you know, metamorphosized itself into different forms and different states of mentalism or mentality, part you know. And um, I always kind of, you know, I felt I know this, this is the funny thing about being on the outside looking at things, or being on the inside of the circle, being on the outside of the circle, because you can see things that others on the inside mm-hmm. of the circle may not see. And if I'm on the inside of the circle, we are on the inside of the circle, there are people who are younger than us or older than us can, that can see things that we're going to form into that we can't see right now. And that's always that kind of, uh, you know, funny play from one side to the other or one paradoxical paradigm or parallel as, as you know, 
um, reflecting from the other side of paradise or parallel. You know, so um, yeah, you know, I respect it. We respect it, and um, you know, he, he came from that authentic, you know, that authentic uh, class of individuals. And um, it's just interesting to be present with this moment, you know, to witness this mm -hmm. again, to witness this. And however it may play out, however it may look, you know, I think they're going to be fighting next month or something like that in September. And um, I think it's supposed to be competing against Roy Jones Jr. And Roy Jones is always interesting to see as well, you know, they're two colorful characters. And, um, you know, the art form is uh, pretty unique and it would be interesting. You know, you know we, we touch upon things on this podcast, but it doesn't mean that we're not into things as well that's human, you know. <laughs> like, I like sports, I like boxing, like, I look at different things, you know, whenever I want to look at different things, you know, you look at different things, you listen to different things. You know, I can be talking about spirituality and get off the podcast later on and listen to Easy E. <laughs> That's just how it is. I'm saying, whatever. You know, maybe talking about love, the podcast, and then tomorrow I may see something on a porno site. It's like somebody showing me some porno or something. I'm like, all right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? All right, that's cool. Like, you know, you never box yourself into anything. No. Right. <laughs> just be as you are. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> but it's funny. Um, just kind of taking it back a little bit to what you were saying, um, where you mentioned, like, you know, where you said there may be people older than us, younger than us. Um, something that came to mind when you said that is just like the simplicity thing again. And they, um, in order to perceive anything in front of you, you know, you can you can perceive things when they're complex. But in order to really get the essence of a situation is, you know, it's a, a picture, you know, it's a clear image. So it's like you were saying, if it's um, something that's very complex and, um, and you're not able to really understand it in simplicity, then, you know, or you won't be able to perceive a really complex thing you have to break it apart and um you can only speak to a fraction of a thing um you can't really you can't really have a some type of grasp in your perception if it wasn't clear and simple to you and um you know we're all seeing pieces of the thing anyway and we're all perceiving based on what we're able to in whatever state of mind or um, state in general we're in within time. But it's just going back to say, like, if you're not clear or if the image is not clear or the um, concept is not clear, then you're not going to be able to get the fullness of the thing. Uh. So I just wanted to kind of... Because things come at you, you don't know how it's going to come at you. You turn that corner, you don't know what's around that corner. 
when you cross that street, there's no cars coming down the street, but a parked car may just pull out. You don't know. It's that element of surprise and suspense. You know, just like, oh, wow, what's going to happen next? So if we don't know what's going to happen next, why put yourself in one kind of category? Stay free of any category and be many categories at once. You know, be into anything that catches your attention or your interest. Spirituality is not boxed in something. Humanism is not boxed in anything. The only box is just the flesh. But this flesh gets to transform or transmorph, metamorphosize and be into whatever it wants to be. And you can turn your body into whatever you want to. It's according to your mind. The body is the post boy or the poster for the mind. So I tell people, you don't got to see, you know, well, it's something I want to touch upon, but it's um. You know, something like, you know, changing your psychology is changing your biology. Mm. So as you're transforming your mind, you transform your body as well. Whether you know it or not. It's hard to tell people, well, I don't know how they think, how they are. Just look at their body. How's that going to tell mm. me anything? Well, if you know biology or chemistry, then you know neurocytes and melanocytes. The sites just mean cells. The cells in the brain, the neurocytes, and the cells in the body, which are melanocytes, are identical. You look like something called dendritical cells, look like hands. So, you know, you can tell how a person is thinking or how a person is, even if they have a closed mouth just by looking at their body. You can detect certain things, you can get certain things. You may not know everything about a person, but you can, you can see, because like I said, there's no such thing as a secret or secret secret. What's up? You reach out and say a secret, secret, secret. Just put an E at the end of that word. Mm-hmm. So if all secrets decree, then there's nothing hidden. Besides what you truly are, it's hidden in plain sight. But that's a different point of view. But as far as the physical reality, you should have hidden. You know the signs. It's like metaphysics or occultism and dealing with symbology. You know the signs. What you're looking at, what you're perceiving, you can perceive this reality to a certain type. You could decode it to a certain way. So if you know the signs, the physical signs in the body or, you know, how it connects to the mind and what the body is saying about the mind, while the mind is closed and the mouth is closed of a person, you can figure certain things out. Yeah. Or even, um, <laughs> sorry. You're constantly telling on yourself whether you know it or not. Yeah. Right. Right. And it and um the funny thing, you know, when you talk about um just feeling uh and knowing just think of um think of the energy of a room after you know, think of like a, a gathering where you know, think of a funeral. You don't have to know that a funeral has just happened or if um, you're walking into a room of people in the church or, um, you know, gathering wherever they are for a funeral. But, you know, I bet if, if you didn't know that that was what was happening, if you didn't see the people, like, in their clothes, the funeral clothes and all the stuff, you would feel how the um, the energy of the room feels and you know what it feels like to walk into a room and people are judging you or walk into a room like with party energy like you know these things you feel them so 
is you know yep. how exactly. it is. Exactly. And but um going um going back to the 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 Tyson aspect, this is gonna to touch upon this him being something which was from an authentic state or not so many people in that forefront. You had few people. You had four men, you had Sugar Ray, you had certain people in certain forefront dealing with that class of sport, which is boxing or a boxer. But him being from that class and him representing something from that paradigm and this present paradigm and him doing that from that past pre- paradigm in this present paradigm and influencing these present beings shows something about a certain type of genuinity and authenticity of an era and a being in an era, an era within a being, or the being representing an era, and time. Um, his principle, what he's basically representing, is renewal, regeneration, because he's regenerating his body, his biology, which means that he's actually doing alchemical transformation in his mind. Mind is body, body is mind, body is part of the mind. He's renewing himself, renewal, principle of renewal, principle of regeneration, purification, he's sweating, working out, exercising, whatever he's doing with his body, purification, purifying mentally and physically, putrefication, he may curse, he may still be human, he doesn't give a fuck. That's just being human, putrefication, putrefy. You know, he makes himself known in many different ways because he kills his ego many different aspects, many different interviews, many different things. He already showed you he does it. Even on this podcast, he shows you and he tells you, you know, it's right there. And, you know, we've seen a few. He's also the principle of detoxification. He's detoxifying himself. Intoxication. He's intoxicated off of his reality, off of his life, off of him, off of his avatar, Mm -hmm. which is known as Tyson. He's not Tyson. His avatar is Tyson. It's one of his personalities or his character that he created and developed and matured in this reality, which we now get to play with and play as. But it's not him. Because he is not a him. Him is just an it. This is the whole thing. See, so he has these principles. He's representing that these principles are very present and relevant at this very moment, which is renewal, Regeneration, purification, putrefication, detoxification, intoxication. Now, since he uh, is composed of nothing but principles, which we are nothing but principles, he's displaying these principles which are very uh, live and activated at this moment through the individual, which is him. You and other people, people can extract or feed or connect or latch on to these principles which he is displaying and you can regenerate yourself. You can renew yourself. You can purify. You can putrefy. You can detox, detoxify. You can get intoxicated. Especially if this individual plays a major impact or an effect or an influence or inspiration upon you and you know of his history in some way and you connect to him in some way which you do automatically through the laws of correspondence. But you can dive into these invisible working, these invisible, you know, uh, connections that you have to everything, including this individual, and you can be these things as well in your own perception, in your own experience, according to how you are 
existing or alive within this reality and use it to your benefit. So that's just, he's just a thing, or that's just a thing, which is he, and he is showing or displaying that these things are very live at the moment. And you can latch on and you can do these, you can be these principles as well because you are these principles, but you can enhance these principles as he's doing it within him, within yourself. So, you know, these are like also people that show certain things that were from an authentic state or authentic time, you can kind of plug into. They become like an outlet. You are the plug. Mm -hmm. You can plug into these beings and get the power or connect to that power or that specific power ring as well or that specific power grid. So it's not actually to take from or squeeze from or vampire from or to extract from. No, it's just basically to reflect from and to project to or project outward from that reflection. You know, whether you're male or female, he or that is a projection of you or the it that you truly are. Same thing. Just in a different form, a different sport, different name, different category different experience, different time, different era, but we're all connected through correspondence. Never disconnect from that. <clears throat> when we was around two to three mics, you know, this Michael energy or this archangel, which is Michael, you know, with certain type of, you know, mythological texts and you want to say religious or biblical or whatever, how would people relate to it? Because, you know, Michael or Michael, the archangel Michael, the, the angel of war, you know, we was around to see the three eras of Michael, you know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. And this trifecta, this triangle was the first shape, the first shaping of the mind in different forms, basketball, music, and boxing. And um, it's just an interesting time. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. an interesting thing right now. It's cool, you know what I'm saying? You got one that's not here and the other two that are here. You know, but that third one, that third part or that third line that creates the first shape was the triangle or the trifecta is not here. There's one point missing. There's one angle missing. There's only two lines right now. And it's the reason because you have to be that third angle which creates the shape, to shape your mind. See, sometimes mm-hmm. things happen spiritually or sometimes on weird reasons. Like, damn, why is that third Michael missing? Because you are that third angle. You are that third angel or that third angle of light to create that enlightenment within the spark of your geometry, the spark your geometry. And so, maybe, <laughs> possibility, from the fact that we're maybe. <clears throat> um, okay. Before uh, you move on real quick, yeah. I wanted to just um, touch on that about the energy thing again, like, um, to kind of relate it to something else. I would also say, like, um, you know, it's kind of like being in church or something or uh, where, you know, you, you're you around the the preacher or the, the pastor or whoever it is, and you know you're going to worship and praise, and that's that's like your intention or um, whatever it is for you. You're going there for that reason, but you're also working off of the energy that's coming um, 
from and through the vessel that's speaking and all the people around you. And similar to like when you watch um, a movie, you know, you're, um, you know, you jump when the um, person in the, in the movie jumps, you know, and they walk into the next room and something pops out at them, you know, your heart races. So it's, it's uh, that, uh. that same type of thing. Um, you're, you know, you, you just can, like Blue mentioned, channel that um, to wherever it's applicable for you. And um, I think, I feel like this is the re- the reverse side of what we were just talking about with the marketing thing, like <laughs> another way to use the energy. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I just want to say this, it's funny, that's, that's a good point. I just want to say one thing too, it's, the, um, it's funny too how you have this Tyson energy right now. I don't know if it's, you can say it's aligned, you can say maybe that's alignment, maybe that's, uh, you know, um, Synchronicity, I don't know. However, people want to perceive it because whatever you get from it is going to be true according to your perception, your experience, and it's going to further you or forward you in a certain way, personally. But it's funny how this is going on at this moment because um, even though we're like a Leo kind of, a Leo wish kind of sign, certain way, we're almost there. Um, it's like in a Cancer wish kind of sign, I guess. You know, Tyson is a Cancer. Mm. So that's yeah, also interesting. You know, Michael Jordan, I think, is Aquarius. This is another water sign. Cancer was a, you know, on top most, you know, um, or air, air, water, in a certain way. Because I know it's with emotion the moment. Michael, I know, is a Virgo. Certain things, when you kind of align certain things, is going into the Virgo aspect. So it's going from Cancer into Virgo. You know, that Michael energy is right after. I think it starts on August 22nd or 23rd or something like that. Virgo begins. Um, but when the cancer energy and Tyson is the cancer and this whole Tyson thing is going on at this moment. So I don't know. Who knows? Mm. You know, Aquarius, Michael Jordan's Aquarius, if I'm, if I'm correct, which is the water. The crab is found within the water. Before it becomes on land, Virgo was the earth sign. Who the hell knows? <laughs> no, but there is a certain type of thing of correct geometry or alignment of synchronicity because our body is a certain way for a reason. The reason why our head is not on the bottom and our legs is not on the top and our arms is behind us. This thing is formed perfect geometry for a specific reason. Who? What's that reason for? Who the hell knows? But it's funny sometimes, mm-hmm. interesting how certain things may align according to certain things that we know, different the signs and symbols and things we just touched upon. What to look for, what to be cold, what to decipher, and what it means to you. Because it doesn't mean just one thing. The real thing is whatever it means to you. It's according to your perception. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I guess the, um, okay, well, it's fun touching upon that. Uh, the next doorway to touch upon, or what I want to touch upon is, um, whatever you feel stopped by is the very thing you have to overcome. What I was saying upon that basically is that what you feel is controlling you or you feel being controlled by is the very thing you have to accept, invite, confront, address, and neutralize within yourself, for yourself, for your clarity and your sanity. 
And I think this also kind of deals with certain things being fixed in your own way or stubborn, fixed and stubborn. And these are things or personalities or, or ciphers or orbits, characters that you have created in a certain way that, you know, you talk to people, they be like, no, nah, this is me. No, I'm just this way. No, I'm just that way. The more you speak these things into existence, the more you're validating something which doesn't have to really be validated. If you fully truly are, you truly are that and really are that, there's no need to speak on it and yell it out and shout it in the public. You know, sometimes people do that for validations. You can agree with them and validate and seal something that they may not really truly feel which is sealed within them. Like you're sealing it for them, you know, like you're vouching for their thing. No, but basically whatever you feel stopped by, like some people may like, I just can't, just, just can't stop being jealous. I just can't stop worrying about her or worrying about him or, you know, I just can't stop thinking, uh, you know, I'm just like this, I'm just like that. That very thing that is stopping you or you feel stopped by the very thing that you have to overcome about yourself. And it's something which is trying to shell you inside of itself. Because we have created such a history, such an experience you know, for this thing. And when you start to feel stopped or stored by it, that means that you have become a fixed thing, a stubborn thing. That means that you have created the eggshell around you, mm. which means that you have to now crack through it. Isn't that how eggs are formed or baby chicken or what you want of a baby dinosaur? Anything as a baby or embryonic and, and it's inside inside of its embryonic stage, it creates a certain a certain kind of hard shelling. When that hard shelling um, creates itself, it now has to be cracked through. Before that hard shelling is cracked through, a certain type of fluid cellular membrane or membranic layer is there that is pecked through or penetrated through to crack through to get to the harder shell which is outer layering the membranic uh, encasing which you now have to crack through in order to enter into this new reality or into a new reality of self see so whatever you feel is kind of leaving you stuck or stopping you or, you know, putting some type of stagnation on your progress is the very thing that you have to overcome immediately. Whatever you feel you may be controlled by, whatever you feel may be controlling you. Because some people have these things and they say, you know, oh, this is me, this is me, that is me. And some people say, well, I can't help but be this. That means that you're helpless. That means in actuality that you're asking for help. So, but the way to overcome it is to actually accept it, invite it, first accept it, accept the circumstances and situation as it is, then invite it mentally. Once you invite it and you're faced with it, you confront it. Once you confront it, it's addressed. Once it's addressed, you automatically become aligned and synchronized with that thing, and it's automatically, simultaneously neutralized. And within that neutralization, clarity and sanity arises automatically on its own. 
so it was just something I wanted to have, something that's passed by I wanted to touch upon or whatever, and just, you know, something that, you know, something like, something in that field I wanted to touch upon or whatever. What do you reflect on that? Mm-hmm. Huh? Reflecting thing on that? Um, I not not in particular on that. No, um, just yeah, it was just um, just being present to it. Nothing, mm. nothing really came to me to add. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. All right. <clears throat> um, the next door we to touch upon basically was dealing with the understanding of destiny. Because remember, today's, dealing, they, today's topic is based upon randomity, randomization, random things, random topics. So we're going to bounce to the next doorway, which is based upon destiny. Or what people may call, or another word for destiny, believe it or not, is actually hereditary. Hereditary and destiny is kind of tied in a certain way. Destiny is more kind of essential. Hereditary is more actually physical. But nevertheless, depending on how you're looking at these words, it can be perceived the same thing or two different things. But the end result is it all is the same thing. People say, am I destined? Is this destined? Is that destined? Am I destined to be this way? Was this destined to be this way? Was that destined to be that way? See, when you deal with destiny according to this understanding, according to this experience, according to this path of knowing self and this podcast and how we touch upon, build upon things and open things up and understand things metaphysically and occult-wise, destiny, when they say, because you think about destiny, like, okay, this is all supposed to be destiny, means it's all supposed to align, everything was aligned prior to. That has a kind of, it's a truth to it, but depending on how you're perceiving it, it may be an untruth to it. Destiny is really based upon more of a, the only thing which is destiny, which I would say, is they say, you know, nothing's promised but death, or nothing's promised but you disappearing from this reality. Absolutely. Once you appear, you will disappear, what some people call life and death, I just call it appearance and disappearance. Disappearance is inevitable, which you may call inevitable. That is your inevitability to disappear. It's inevitable. That is your purpose. Not intentional purpose, but just things are as they are or unintentional is for you to disappear. That is the only purpose. That is the only thing which is inevitable. Dealing with destiny or something or that word destiny is actually tied to that which is hereditary. Destiny, when looked at in a certain kind of way, ties to that which is hereditary, meaning that that which is genetic or biological. If you are, you appear, or what they call born, when you appear, you're connected to a certain type of genetic lineage a certain type of genetic strain. And you have to be because you have to have a physical formation in order to appear within this physical reality. You have to have some type of bloodstream that before you to create the bloodstream within you. You have to have some type of body which was there as, you know, 
the initiation for you to have the initiative body or the initiative embodiment or two bodies to have that one initiative embodiment that you are encased within or encased as or appear as or play with, whatever, however you, base it, however you perceive it. Um, so dealing with the understanding of destiny or that which is hereditary, hereditary just means something which is a biological copy or biological or genetic mimicking of some sort. Destiny is really based upon if you say you come from your mother or your father or something like that in a certain way, and you do and think and eat and live and be the same way as your mother and your father or your mother or your father, you are destined to become another carbon copy of them. That is one way of looking at what destiny means. Okay, um, in metaphysics as well, they also, which is basically that understanding what I was just touching upon is based upon a biological, uh, biological or genetic understanding. That is when destiny in a certain way of looking or being looked at kind of makes sense or makes sense from a biological and genetic point of view, okay? Um, hereditary, of course, is something which is passed on genetically or biologically. But just because somebody's parents may have AIDS or you know, some type of illness or ailment to a certain degree doesn't mean that the child is born with it. So that means that actually, and there are plenty of cases and plenty of things that is to that truth. So, which means that something doesn't have to be passed down and trickled on to you. It can just be a possibility if you eat, behave, think, and be, and live the same way as that one prior to you, which is what we know as a parent, or parenting, or mom, or something, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, or a dad, or some, some way. This is something, if you mimic that, you will become that. You are just a mirror image, not a mimicking, but a mirror image. Mirror and mimic is two different things. So that is something which is hereditary. If you follow their path, you will become that hereditary imprint and become that destiny thing according to you doing the same thing that they're doing. Then it is destiny that you will become and will host or will possess the same qualities that they possess. That's destiny. But the thing outside of what is destiny and what is known as hereditary is the thing that we know as chaos, which is when you hear an occultism becoming a chaos being. Becoming a chaotic being. Chaos just means that you are not going according to the law of order or the law of being in order or the law of being a pattern or the law of being a mimicking thing, mimicking that which is prior to your previous, or being mimicking that which is previous to your present. So that's what a chaos being means, which which is why, like, when, you know, we start fasting, and so you've seen it as well in certain ways within your face or your phenotype or your facial, facial features or your body type. You'll see that you start to... You have a certain type of mirror image from your mother 
or so your father in certain ways, but you'll start to, even your bones, things will start to look different and shape itself different, your face, your skin. It will start to look different from your family lineage. And you say, damn, my face looks a different way. You know what I'm saying? My skin looks different from my family or you know, my bone structure looks kind of... You start to become something different that you cannot relate to, which means that the self can only relate with itself, which is based upon the whole spiritual path of self-reflection, mm-hmm. which leaves you only to you and leaves you only to yourself. It leaves you not to reflect on anything else but yourself. You are left to only reflect on yourself, by yourself, with yourself, as yourself, of yourself. This is where you get the whole chaos aspect or the chaos being or the chaotic God or the chaos gods. You are that. Will you recognize it? Will you be aware of it? Will you realize it? That's a whole different question. But you always are that. Even when you extend from a genetic lineage, you're going to mirror that which is previous to you. Will you remain that mirror? Will you mimic that mirror? Is a whole nother question. Because you don't have to. We don't necessarily have to. And that's a willpower choice and decision. What were you saying? Oh, I wasn't. I didn't say that. I was just. Um, <laughs> I just said, mm, yeah. Oh, it's true. It's true. I wasn't trying to cut you off. Okay, yeah. You know, so, you know, the only thing that's inevitable, the only purpose that is, is purpose itself. You know, when you want to know what your purpose is, your purpose is purpose itself. That's it. There is no label, no title, no name. I was born to be a cab driver. What the fuck are you talking about? I was born to be a bus driver. I was born to just paint. I was born to, you know, be a chef. I was born to be a painter. You're not born to be anything. If it's a certain calling, then it's a certain calling that calls you, and you answer the call. You let it leave a message, and then you become that message, whatever, or the messenger. No, so there's no purpose, because as long as you have hands, whether you paint or not, you can also grab a bat and swing a bat and hit a ball. You can also dribble a basketball because you have hands. You can also catch a football and throw a football because you have hands. You can also do push-ups. You can do pull-ups because you have hands. I was born to be a runner. Why would you say that? You also have feet that can press the brake pedal or gas pedal. You can just be a driver, a NASCAR driver. Maybe just just born to have a walk or just to walk, to speed walk. Maybe just your purpose is to stand somewhere. To be in a horse stance, martial arts, a kick. I mean, as long as you have these extensions, these extensions can go in many different directions for many different usages, which is obviously evident. It's not nothing that we have to kind of debate on and have a conversation on. That shit is useless. It's irrelevant. But whatever you're called to do at that moment, it may just be at that moment. That may not be you forever. You may not remain that for the rest of your life. It's just something which is a purpose at the moment. Purpose is, to me, if you ask me what purpose is, I would say purpose is something which is defined more within the moment. 
purpose doesn't mean lifetime to me. If you were to ask me, what does mm -hmm. purpose mean? I would say moments. What do you mean by that? That's something that caused you to do that within the moment. Okay, that's your purpose. See, when people hear purpose, they think of like end. <laughs> Every time we talk mm -hmm. about purpose, they think of like finish to end. No. Yeah, you, you, or start to ending. Yeah, you started something, and the ending doesn't mean 100 years old. The ending may mean a week from now. It may mean a month from now. It may mean a year from now. Then you find something else. If you all these different cells, trillions and billions of cells, and these things that regenerate and renew their self, even sperm, spermatosa and all this stuff, everything renews itself to a certain degree at a certain time, at a specific period throughout your lifetime. So how can these things just be stagnated into one way of being or one way of doing or one way of existing? It doesn't make no fucking sense. Right. Your mind is going through mad alchemical and chemical reactions. What you just want to say? No, I said right. Because uh, I wasn't going to, you know, I wasn't going to try and interrupt you in your flow, but, you know, it's just like, um, you know, it's just like everything else. It's um, it's like a distorted perception of things. Like you're supposed to have this career for your whole life. You're supposed to be in this one relationship your whole life. You're supposed to live in one place your whole life. Like, you know, it, it's just like you said, there's cycles to everything. Things transform, things take on new um, forms within whatever... Um, confines they're in if they're in a confinement you know or in whatever environment they're in they change things change you know life is always um recreating repurposing and um it's just funny and that word repurpose is funny too because they they use that a lot now for for different things um oh yeah okay, but I didn't know that Oh, well, I guess it depends on uh, where you are and what you're into. Um, I'm thinking of, like, um, you know, I, I'm thinking of, like, uh, how, you know, recycle, reuse, repurpose, you know, things like that. Like, people are oh, okay. big into this green yeah. uh, green thing, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's, it's an interesting thing. It's really something, <laughs> but um, to to touch back a little bit on what you said with the um, the self reflection piece and um, fasting is it's funny that you mentioned um, you know the self reflection and fasting and it you know relates in my mind to detoxing um and then also you know what you said about family sometimes you you detox yourself from your family and their traits and you know it's um it just goes back to what you were talking about with that physical manifestation it um you know when you're when you're in those processes like the fasting or detoxing or whatever it is, other things about you change, you know, of course, inside, 
and then your habits, your viewpoints, your um, state of being, your feeling changes. So it's um, it's funny because people detox those things that have been passed on, and and you know that's kind of something now too, like a a more popular phrase or like um, what is it called, like um, gosh. Now I forget the phrase. It's um like breaking generational curses, you know, um that kind of thing, like um yeah. your yeah. detox and your removing glad you defined it. I say I know, I know, I know he's looking for the word, but the definition that you just said just now sometimes the definition is best is the definition is better than the word. And okay, I'm listening. Mm. Like you said breaking mm. generational curses curses, pardon me. Exactly. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. It just reminded me of of those things. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and and you want to embrace these different characters, different personalities that you become, like different behaviorisms that you start to behave as. You want to embrace it because you're going through a reality which has many different environments and atmospheres and different kind of beings and mind states within these different kind of environments and atmospheres. Why would you just want to be one character, one personality, one behavior, one mind state? When you're going through many different realms and levels of different characters, personalities, behaviors, and mind states to begin with. See, and, and even just the very fact that many people, may, may, maybe everybody in your, ha- your family has short hair. All of a sudden, you want to grow your hair. Why? And it's not because I want to grow my hair. It may be because of that reason from a personal point of view. But from a principle or spiritual, what people know, a spiritual point of view, something in you may want to actually detach from that which is so looked at as normal for some reason to be abnormal, to be abstract. And also, sometimes we think we're doing something for a specific personal reason, but something may be beyond that personal reason, which is for a reason of principle that you're actually doing at that moment but may not realize why you're doing it until after that moment has passed or until later on, you know, in the future or in time, you look back and like, well, that's why I did that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, certain things that I did as well in life, I found myself going through different transformations in that moment and didn't realize why I went through those transformations until maybe three or five years later. So, you know, you look at yourself as a certain kind of catalog and this happens when you create that space and that distance between yourself and the you and the I that you are. And you get to see, oh, wow, okay. That's why I did it. And you get to have these little realizations or these little implosions within yourself, these little understandings through the filtering of your awareness. Say, oh, that's why that occurred. That's why that happened. That's why that unfolded. And you get to actually decode and decipher yourself. You, know, you become like your own hieroglyph. <laughs> so it's not like looking at hieroglyphs and reading and researching. You are a damn hieroglyph. <laughs> exactly, and it's funny because you look you look back at those things, and it's um, and that's kind of you know just the same way you mentioned. But it's like um, you reflect, but you know it's this period of time between the two things. Um, where growth could have happened. And so you're growing from a different place. Um, 
you know, say you're you're detoxing and you're fasting and you're transforming in appearance, you're physically changing, but then you're also changing in this way. And sometimes you feel bad for, you know, doing these things that are different from your family or doing things that are different from the people around you um, that you tend to hang around or um, that you you know, you've grown up with and things like that. And it's like, um, it's, uh, it's, it's funny because you feel bad sometimes, but it's not to feel bad, but it's just like anything else where like, if you're, um, in a growth process, something has to die. Something has to end and uh-huh. you're transforming something. So, you know, you can, you can grieve that, but also, embrace that part of you like you said that is undergoing that process because it's um you know you look back and you'll you'll see what it is if you don't really see what it is when you're in it mm-hmm. that's exactly what we were touching upon in the episode based upon death when i was touching upon death you know i'm saying oh people tell me they don't want to die i'm like you go through many deaths you can only die when you're alive <laughs> and so that's the only time you can die is when you're alive um, so what you want to do is look forward toward the many deaths if you were within this awareness and that like you said how people may say oh you're different you're being different or you may feel bad or you may feel negative or weird because you're being different from a certain kind of pattern or familiar which is what we know as family um, that badness or that negativeness or maybe doing something wrong kind of thought is is actual progress and graduation. I remember Laila Africa, um, you know, forward in awareness. I don't say rest in peace because the energy just transformed, transformed in awareness, forward in awareness to that entity, Skaz, as that name. But the entity, Avatar, title Laila Africa, and he was saying that, I remember one thing he said a while ago, he said, you know, if, nigga, if your family ain't hating you and, and, you know, calling you shit and saying that, you know, calling you a weirdo and, you know, you don't become the black sheep or certain shit, then you ain't doing shit. If niggas mm-hmm. ain't hating you, you know, you ain't bringing an apple to a fucking barbecue and, and your water, a bottle of water and the <laughs> apple, I think it's, you know, you come into a barbecue with that. You ain't doing certain things like that and you ain't doing nothing. You ain't upsetting people. You ain't doing shit, basically. <laughs> so, right. You know, and you don't do it. You don't want to find yourself intentionally doing this. I'm going to do it like a little No. You be whatever the hell you are, and you find yourself in these little spaces and these places within yourself of, you know, uh, being something other than what you thought you may be or may have had in mind. You want to not only be foreign and alien to others, but you want to you want to find yourself even falling the alien to yourself, you know, and that's a more closer, more pristine um, awareness at play that is present at that moment that you want to embrace and enhance within yourself. When it's there, you know, you want to be these different characters because you utilize these characters. Like I said, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and podcast, and I know producers, I know different people, I know artists and certain things, and 
Maybe they may want me to do a song at a certain time or they want me to make a beat for them or something like that. I have to tap into that music entity that I was a few years ago in order to create that beat or that thing for them at, within this moment. So we create these avatars, we create these personalities, these characters, and develop these different behaviors throughout our experience for a specific reason that may need to be utilized within the moment or the future moment. Who knows? Whatever we may bump into, whatever things may unfold itself to be or reveal itself to be, whatever situation we, we may find ourselves in, because remember, this whole thing is based upon what keeps you going, what keeps you forward, forward moving or moving forward, is that which is the surprise or suspense of life. You never know. Okay. Um, the next doorway is, <clears throat> it's okay to have a locked door as long as you have the key to unlock it at will. <laughs> Lock and key, entrapment and freedom are both needed. See, what we may know as the lock or the trap is to become and be fully involved in participating in that present and live experience at that specific moment and within that specific moment and that specific reality you find yourself existing within. It's basically to get the most out of that teaching and class of reality or life that you know at that moment. That's why we lock ourselves or trap ourselves within a certain kind of dementia or dimension or paradigm or experience within that moment. The next is the key or freedom is defined as the key or freedom is defined as to leave that reality or that paradigm or that level when needed, requested, and desired to, to be able to travel through multidimensional membrane realities at will. So this is why the lock and key is both needed. Because, you know, we have some people that may say, because when I say don't box yourself in or don't close yourself in with a, a certain type of personality or a certain way of living or this and that or that and this, it's not basically to say don't lock yourself within certain things because the lock is just as relevant as the key and the key is just as relevant as the lock. What I mean by that is why do you think you become a certain kind of personality or create or character? Because you have locked yourself within that. But if you know how to use the lock or be locked within the filtering or the momentum of awareness, it's cool because awareness itself is the key. So you want to have a lock and key. You want to be able to interact with entrapment and freedom because you have to know what both of these things are. You know, that which is wise of the path can walk amongst the wolves. So it's... Both of these things are needed. And the lock is basically you being involved and participating. An example means my lock, one of my locks, I may say, is, is music or martial arts or whatever. I learned martial arts for a certain reason, at a certain um, point in my reality, which I still know. You know, it'll never leave me. And, you know, I'm in touch with many other martial arts um, individuals. That'll be, that's, that's a lifetime thing. But me being that, is a certain kind of locking mechanism. A lock is just another word for personality created. 
Locke is just another word for a certain kind of character created at a specific era, at a specific era and time for a certain reason or a certain kind of influence of individuals, whether it be genetic, whether it be people outside or both. You create these locks, but during your creation of these locks, during your creation of these personalities that you, these avatars that you become during this experience, you always have possession of the key. The key is nothing but awareness. So you have to become this office worker. You have to become this fireman. You have to become this police officer. You have to become this metaphysician. You have to become this occultist. You have to become the lover. You have to become, you know, uh, the relationship guy, the relationship woman. You have to become a wife. You have to become a husband. You have to become a mate, a spouse. These things that are position labeled, you become these things according to the experience, atmosphere, and environment that you find yourself in or place yourself in. And you have to fully involve yourself in that specific realm and participate in that realm to fully get the most out of it. That is what the lock is based upon, to get the most out of that teaching and that class of life or that class of reality or that state of existence or that plane of existence. The key or the freedom, what is known as the key or what is known as the freedom to that lock or that trap is the awareness. The awareness assists you to leave or excuse yourself from that reality or eject from that reality whenever you feel needed, requested, and desired to do so. It's to be able to travel through multidimensional membranic realities at will. So, because some people may say, don't like yourself in this category, don't like yourself in that category. But what they mean is they're saying that to say, don't be locked in without the key. Mm -hmm. If you have the key to the lock, it's okay to be locked in. Like when you leave your house, you lock your damn door. But as mm -hmm. long as you have the key to get back in, that shit is fine to lock your door. When you get inside your house, you lock your door. But as long as you know where to turn the lock at, you can get back out the door. Same shit. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with locking yourself in something because you have to because it's just going to be that way, whether you want to, desire it to be that way or not. That's just reality. That's just life. You're going to find yourself in a relationship. You're going to find yourself working a job. You're going to find yourself in reality. You're going to find yourself around certain people that may help or assist to mold your personality and character and behavior in a certain way. That is something that you cannot help. Somebody will make you pissed off. Somebody will make you happy. Somebody will make you think. Somebody will stagnate your thinking. From emotion, feeling, etc. This is just what it is. See, so, because, you know, cultists especially teach this as well. Don't get locked or caught in any category or box yourself in. And that's true to a certain degree, but the degree where it becomes untrue is if you have a lock or you have the key. If you have the key, then that truth is short-lived. It is a certain truth, but that truth is short-lived within itself. If you don't have the key, which is the awareness, of what you're going through and what it is and what this reality is about. Do not lock yourself. 
do not box yourself, do not entrap yourself, or trap yourself within a certain kind of category or embodiment, or personality, or create or character, or behavior. If your awareness is not there to filter the present experience, no. Exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah. For that, it's like, um, I feel like that's a, a really great point. And, um, you know, it, it's funny because it, it is okay to be locked in sometimes. I feel like when you when you have um, or feel, you know, it's, it's normal, I think, to feel locked in when you really get into a certain place, like you said, um, in these roles and positions and things like that, um, you might feel like that because you're deeply in them. But it's like you said, if you have the key, I think that's that's an important thing to remember, that you do have the key no matter what. And, um, you know, it goes back to what you mentioned on destiny. It's, you know, you're not destined to be this one thing it's really just about the present um you know it's it's funny because when you when you first started talking about this and um something that came to mind was like who who are you to deny yourself of freedom you know of that freedom to explore and um and just become because um you know, you have the key, and it's uh, when you deal with other people, sometimes they can um, say things to kind of discourage you or deter you, but it's really about what you internalize and, um, and I guess, choose to believe, but you, you know, if you know, then what's the point of believing anything? It's like, um, because people try to so, um, you know, like if they don't, if they don't feel accomplished or if they don't feel um, secure in whatever they're doing, they're not able to like actualize their dreams or they're, they don't feel like they're tapping into their potential. That's, that's what they try and do is discourage you or make you feel trapped or want you to feel trapped in one way or one space or way of being, you know, mm-hmm. and say, well, why, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do that too? Don't you already do this? Like, it's, it's not for you to, um, <laughs> you know, it's not for you to just be stuck in this one thing all of your life. Like, come on, there's, there's so much more to life you know than to just be this, this little faction of I'm a camel back of what you just said. This is what my cousin. We, we, we say that. We don't say piggyback. We say camel back. So I'm a camel back what you just said. <clears throat> his name is Mordelius Golden. That's his name. But we'll just say Jay. That's his name, my cousin. But um, and he, he's also going to build the partners too as well, the podcast as well. Because he's, uh, like I told you, he's a, he's the he's a historian, historian buff. He's... His presence, his light will be known. But um, I'm going to come back on what you just said, though. Um, just to just say before I get upon this, he was a part of 
he was a major part of the first stone of my point of enlightenment, awareness of self and this reality in his life. He started me on that. Um, but, go back to what you're saying, to count back what you said, those people, those individuals that box you in or lock you in, they're supposed to do that. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you already know when you don't take a personal, they're just the principal. Let's see, okay, it's not why Tom, Dick, and Harry or Jane, Becky, and Jan are telling me this. It's like, wait, what's going on here? That's the big question. That's the big answer, the big question, the big answer, the big mystery at that moment. And if something is trying to keep you boxed in to become a box of that sort, of that thing that's going on at that moment, your job is to have that key. And it's funny because a key is good. And it's the, the greatest thing about that key is that you don't got to purchase it at a locksmith. <clears throat> no. That key is within you and it's free. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you have an awareness? The key is free. No. You don't got to sign no renter's agreement with uh, no. the landlord, uh, super. You are the landlord's super property and the key at the same time. And I said, okay, these people are trying to box me in. But it's not only really the people, it's the principal, you know. Like, oh, it's just like, I'm trying to, it's something trying to close me and close me and trying to envelope me in something. Nah, am I supposed to be this? Am I supposed to create an anger and take this anger with me that might be useful three years from now, two weeks from now? You know, it's like, you never know what you never know. That's the funny thing about this reality. You never know why you're mm -hmm. creating and creating or Frankensteining yourself into something for a specific reason that may be revealed to you or unraveled to you later on. You know, so that's how fun things to be as well. It's just, it's just, you know, this whole damn reality is just retarded. <laughs> you know, we touched upon that many different times. It's weird. Yeah, that's the perfect point. Like, <laughs> that's, you know, you just brought it back to the whole podcast and the the title and the, you know, um, the focus. <laughs> it definitely, um, definitely very true. Because if, if it's not for those people, you won't have the awareness to reflect later, you know, or you um, you won't have that point of reference for your awareness later um, yeah. in the same way, you know, it's Absolutely. very true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. The next doorway to touch upon is anyone trying to get you emotional is trying to rule you intentionally and or unintentionally. What I meant by that is anyone trying to get you mad, pissed off, angry, or emotional is trying to rule you. They may be doing it intentionally, which means a personal reason, saying, yeah, you know, I'm going to take over her mind, or I'm going to take over his mind. You know, he don't know what's better. I'm going to show him what's better. She don't know what the fuck is good for her. I'm going to show him what's good for her. And we may be doing that personally from a, person, from a personal point of view with an intention or intentionally. But during our 
personal and purpose or intentional action is also something which is principled that is happening unintentionally. And this is both happening at the same time. This is why they say that saying what is actually against you is actually for you, which, is, which boils down to that occult understanding, which is saying that nothing is against you, everything is for you. Regardless of what personality it may come in the form of, or who it may come in the form of, or what it may come in the form as, this is why it's always relevant to have an understanding of principle and principality rather than the person, which is personal or the personality. That the principality is projecting itself through and displaying itself as. So, anyone trying to get you emotional is trying to rule you or trying to become your God. And if they get you emotional to that point, this is why God worshiping, this, this, may be, this may be even deeper understanding of what God worshiping is or worshiping certain gods. Maybe because if people got you pissed off and ha even happy at certain points, then that means that they have became your God at some point or ruled you at some point. And we have to go through these certain kind of worships and rulings in order to worship and rule ourselves. So we go through many different <clears throat> personalities and characters and situations and circumstances in order to find our own divine circumstance and situation within this reality that we currently exist in within our experience. So maybe the worshiping and ruling as well, another understanding of it is not just about statues and history and ancient history. Maybe it's just about present people in some way. People can get you happy. People can get you mad. And if they do trigger something within you, whether you know it or not, you're worshiping them because they can get you pissed off and because they can assist in your happiness. It is a certain mm. kind of ruling and worshiping, whether you want to say it or not. I ain't ruling, I ain't worshiping nobody. Ain't nobody ruling me. It's like, all right, but you're taking it from a personal, emotional point of view. You're not really understanding the principal part of it, or what's really going on besides what it looks like is going on. So... You want, or not you don't want, but you accept others to navigate, re-navigate, direct, or redirect. Certain times, at times, maybe not most of the time, sometimes, to play with your antenna, throw your signal off, or put your signal on at certain points within your experience. Um, interacting with these individuals that may have an influence or an effect on how you perceive reality may be needed at certain times. Because, I mean, even me coming to this point of awareness and realization, even you coming to this point of awareness and realization was based upon certain traumas or certain things or situations and experiences that people may have got you pissed off or made you feel sad or depressed or happy or excited, you know, to come to this collage of an individual which who you are in this moment to bring about that realization and that reflection of you upon yourself to have that awareness of self. So, and I, I can name a few, you know, one hand, maybe two hands, but, you know, it's, it's mm. in family, you know, it's relationships, intimate relationships or associates, whoever you may keep connected to you emotionally plays the major effect on you. 
And this is probably why we are, this, this may be why even the principle of correspondence exists, to be emotionally attached or to attach to something called feeling to others or individuals to have this whole party bag of you going through emotions and feelings, but it's not based upon the emotions and feelings that you go through per se. It's actually focused on the awareness that is always present throughout each and every personal emotion and feeling that you experience. And that's what makes that sharper. So, you know, it's... And I was like, don't rule somebody, don't worship somebody. But unintentionally, you are doing that. Unconsciously, mm. you are doing that, and it has to be done. Because we've heard that through many yogis, through many gurus, and the physicians, the cultists, you know, don't, anybody who gets you pissed off is actually becomes your guard and you rule. Well, that has to be that way. Even yogis and gurus to this day and metaphysicians and cultists, people say shit to get them pissed off and throw them off some ways. Whether it be happy, whether it be mad, so if they make you mad or not even just mad, but even if they make you happy and make you feel good, you don't think that's a form of worship, nigga? Right. But see, when, when, when we see worship or somebody ruling over us, we see the only reason why we tend to disagree with that is because we look at that in a certain kind of parallel where we say, oh, well, I'm not inferior. It doesn't mean you're inferior, nigga. Well, I'm not stupid. It doesn't mean that you're stupid. Well, I'm wise. Well, it still means that you are wise. This is just how this should operate here. It's not something to take personal. So if you feel that way of inferiority or that you're weak or that you say, I'm not, I'm not dumb, I'm not stupid, then you're taking it from an emotional point of view, which means that you have, you're taking it from a personal point of view, which means that you have not still understand the principal point of view of what's actually transacting at that moment. So how wide in the world are you really? Really? Exactly. Yeah, that's such a good point. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's, um, you know, that's, that's such a good point because it's, it's not about, you know, like you said, the emotional aspect of it because we're in this physical embodiment, so things things have to correspond with us in a way that, you know, moves us in certain ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that um, it's really it's really funny that you mentioned this because I was thinking about this earlier, um, not not in such a full way, but just a little bit because I was. I was thinking of reaching out to one of my friends and sometimes I'll I'll do this, you know, because or I'll um oftentimes I'll reach out to people when I think about them, like I'll just automatically do it, but I sometimes I'll think about it and I'm like, wait, you know, no, I won't I won't do it um like to where they're you know, where I'm actually contacting them. I'll just send that energy out there to them or for them, you know, rather than actually contact them because, you know, it's it's like you said, you know, um, people, if you make people happy or you make people, um, 
you know, people think about you, then they'll they'll start to associate things with you. Like this is this is Narelle's behavior. This is how Narelle is. Like, you know, I don't I don't want this um you know, like all of the uh I mean I don't want the attachment necessarily. Like I just um you know, it's just something that genuinely will come. So it's you know, I try not to um to feed people's uh states that way, like sometimes, you know. So I, I just like sent the energy instead of contacting them because you know it's it's more of a um a thing where it's like i don't i don't want them to think highly of me you know <laughs> like i just want them to accept the the gesture you know it's, it's not even the gesture it's not about either of us it's just like what it was but you know so um i think that's another way to use that same thing if you're uh, looking for a, a, you know, I guess uh, practice, awareness practice or whatever, uh, something to reflect on and transform to fit your wants, you know, desires, whatever. But it was just something I had to reflect on earlier today. I'm like, oh, let me just send this out. <laughs> Absolutely. Not contact them. You know. Makes too much sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next doorway we'll touch upon is how can I know all this and even teach all this but may not be about this? It's a question that's in people's minds sometimes, even teachers' minds or people that may consider themselves as teachers, which I touch upon many different times in my episodes. There's no such thing as a teacher or teaching. You can just share your experience. But just talking about it in this kind of wording at the moment, how can I know all of this and even teach all of this and still find myself not being about what I teach and what I know? It's because this is going to be also within the the project that I'm writing up. It's because you are really a bridge or a bridging. What you call knowing is in you. What you call knowing or to know is not yours. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing which hallways through you. It's just a thing which hallways through you. <laughs> See, what we call is knowing or to know something or a certain type of consciousness or being conscious of something or aware of something. These are things. We can call these principles, we can call these different operations of function, uh, whatever you want to define this innate thing or this innate energy or this innate being, way of being, way of existing. 
we're something in the middle. We are the bridge in the middle. That which is not physical is on one side of the bridge. That which is physical is on the other side of the bridge. We are not the non-physical nor the physical. We are something in between. Is there a word for it? I don't know. Who cares? We are this bridge. When I say bridge, it doesn't mean something which is tangible. It doesn't mean something which is structured. When I say bridge, it doesn't mean something which is physical. You know, so what is the word? I don't know. I don't care. It's all about the understanding. That's why instead of a bridge, I say we are a bridging. Which is where even the name or the word Bridget comes from. Which is also my, one of my aunts who had uh, crossed over, transitioned, or transformed. Um, but maybe I'm getting this from that kind of uh, avenue at the moment or um, from that kind of broadcast at the moment. But um, we are a bridge or a certain kind of bridging. This is why a lot of metaphysicians or cultists or people may have labeled themselves as teachers or this is why they get frustrated because they're trying to understand. Some, cause sometimes people know all this and teach all this and, and they may do it and display themselves a certain way and may look a certain way within the public, but within their own private space, within their own private mind. They may question themselves and they have questioned themselves. Why am I not following this shit that I'm showing and knowing and teaching? Well, it's because you are not it. It is something which hallways through you. It is something which speaks to you and through you. But it's not saying you are me. I am not you. That's the real fact. You are not it and it is not you. Knowing, consciousness, wisdom, even awareness. All these things are something which you are a hallway. So in other words, you are a bridge or a bridging or a hallway. You're neither one of this, these things. You're not non-physical and you're not physical. You're just something in the middle. That's it. But your middling or your middle thing or your middle pillar is the main connection from that which is not physical to that which is physical. Without you, there would be no connection of that which is not physical to that which is physical. Like I say, you may have an intuition, but there's nothing without the invention. You may have an idea, which is non-physical. The invention is the physical thing. But without you, that idea can never manifest itself into an invention. So don't go crazy trying to define what the hell you are because you will never know what you are because whatever word that you put and define yourself as what you are, you will always be behind that or prior to that or proceed before that. Why? For the very fact that you can give it a name, label, or title, which means that once it becomes a name, label, or title, once you put yourself as a word, once you put yourself as letters, letters are symbols, signs, once you put yourself as symbols and signs, and you see these symbols and signs, which are a word, which are a title, which are a label, which are a name, that means that you are something which is before that. So this is the whole principle or the importance or the relevance of remaining silent. This is why silence is the greatest form of knowing or communication, which is why when somebody that wants to know asks somebody who does know or knows something, which is what we call a master, 
of some sort. The master just looks at you in silence and just gives you a gesture, a smile, and shakes the head. And you say, what is life about? And they just look at you and they don't say shit. That is the answer because it's about self-reflection. Like I told you, the three greatest answers anybody of a high science or a high awareness or mastering can give you, once you ask them what is life about, they just look at you. They don't give you an answer. You ask them the second time what is life about, and they say, I don't know, even if they do know something. The third and last time you ask them what is life about, the third and final answer they can give you is, well, what does it mean to you? So the first answer is silence. The second answer is, I don't know. And the third and final answer is, well, what does it mean to you? We, they know that they cannot tell you, especially if you're coming to them. If, if you're coming to them for an answer, that's a basic, it's evident that you are looking to them as some kind of form of influence or inspiration to make an impact upon you in your mind, which is a no-no. And they know that from the very fact and the very reason why you're even approaching them, asking them a question. One who is wise already picks that up within the moment. This is why they can't say nothing to you. Not that they're being ignorant or an asshole, just being a jerk or an idiot or just being mean to you. No, they know that they can't say much to you. They can't say nothing to you. They have to let you reflect upon yourself. See, so, like I said before, this is something that some people may touch upon and say, damn, I know all this shit, I teach all this, I have a scholarship in this, I have this, and you know, I, this is my academia, I created this, I created that, but why am I myself not following what I'm teaching and knowing? Well, because you're not it, and you never were it. So don't beat yourself up about it. If you want to latch on to certain kind of knowings or put these knowings into action or you latch on to a certain kind of wisdom of speaking to you and through you and latch on to it and create a certain kind of action or you want to latch on to a certain kind of awareness or an idea or something and, you know, create an action for it, then cool. If not, then don't beat yourself upon it because this is not you. You're just a vessel. You're just a whore for the universe or you're a whore for reality. See, that's... The real understanding of this reality is you know that you are nothing but a prostitute for reality itself, which is what they call the divine whore. It doesn't mean a female. It also means a male. It means both genders. It means any gender, anything. You are the vessel. You are being used. You are the thing using yourself and being used at the same time to convey a message or a messaging or a certain kind of you are a conduit, something which is in between from getting something from one side to the other side. That's it. You're not a Sufi. You're not a master. You're not a yogi. You're not a guru. You're not a metaphysician. You're not an occultist. You're not none of these damn things. These are just names and labels and symbols and signs that you put yourself before to even call yourself that, which means that you're not that because for the very fact that you can speak that and see that and title that and label that and name that. You're not that. It's obvious. That what you can't label, label name and title and put a word on or a symbol on or letters on is that what you truly are. Like I said before, that which you aren't or that which you are, um, you will never know. 
you because you can't put into a title. There is no title, label, name for what you really are. Therefore, that what you label, name, and title is what you truly aren't. See, so this is the whole point I was wanting to touch upon with that bridging aspect, you know. You're just a hallway. <laughs> you're just a vagina and a, and a fallopian tube. Mm. You know, you're something where something comes through. You're not the thing that comes through you. Get that correct. Yes, it may be profound. Yes, it may sound nice. Yes, it may have a certain type of language or pretty kind of wording or cute kind of saying. But don't latch on to that and drown yourself or anchor yourself with that. It's just something speaking to you and through you. That's it. Let it go. Whether you are part of that lifestyle and you follow that, cool. No problem. It's no problem. But don't get infatuated with that. And then judge yourself because you aren't being that. Mm -mm. Do you want to reflect upon that or? No, I just, I agree. Uh, I I didn't have anything to add to that. Okay. So I'm going uh, to the next doorway. The next doorway is individuals come into your life for a reason. You are supposed to become them in a certain way, in a certain way of understanding. And the understanding doesn't have to do not to extract them, not to vampire from them, but just reflect them. Their personalities and characters are nothing but tools to use on yourself and for yourself. This is the quote-unquote good thing or benefit of going through emotional chaos, what we touched upon before, only when it's aligned with awareness. Because when your emotional chaos is aligned with your personal awareness or your private awareness of self, that within itself sparks an enlightenment that unfolds revelation and activates realization. See, and these emotional, uh, this emotional chaos, of course, chaos or K or Ka, of course, is the spirit, and but chaos or is also connected to the word chemical. Mm. Ka and Ka, it's the same thing. So. Even what we call, you know, khaki or khaki or shit. Ka, ke, chaos, chemical, khaki, shit or is fertilizer, which is also another principle for transformation. Khaki, whatever we call. Um, so individuals that come into your life for a reason, like we talked about before, personalities and characters and behaviors, these things are coming to your life or your reality or your experience at certain points for a specific reason. You are supposed to become them. Remember, we're all superheroes in a certain kind of way of understanding. We're superheroes to ourselves and to each other. Um, and it's not to extract from each other. It's just to reflect from each other. Not extract from each other, but reflect off each other. 
you know, personalities and characters are nothing but tools that you use on yourself and you use for yourself. Um, like I said, this is the good thing or what we may know as benefit or benefits of going through emotional chaos or emotional trauma only when it's aligned with awareness because when it is aligned with your awareness, it sparks an enlightenment that unfolds revelation and an enlightenment that activates realization. Realization of self. You know, so this kind of ties into what we were talking about before. Um, it's another way of utilizing uh, another's personality or another's character to further and or enhance yourself within yourself. You know, um, you know dealing with... Um, from the avenue or concept of a relationship, which many people may experience as an emotional imbalance. Dealing with the point of relationship, um, finding yourself within an emotional imbalance is sometimes something that you put yourself in. What I mean by that is, you know, you have emotional imbalance is disguised as disappointment. Emotional imbalance disguises itself as disappointment. Disappointment disguises itself as expectation. Expectation disguises itself as searching. Like for an example, if you look in your mate's or your significant other's phone or informational papers, you're searching for something, which means that you are unintentionally expecting to see something. Or you may, if you're looking at your phone, you're waiting for them to call, you're searching for your phone. You pick up your phone, you search, you see if they call the text you. You're expecting them to call or text you. If you don't see what you expected, you become disappointed. Underneath that layer of disappointment is an emotional imbalance. So sometimes you will see that it's always about a certain kind of source or a certain kind of seedling or a seed that is disguising itself as many different layers in order for you to get to this point or this seed or this root of emotional imbalance. Emotional imbalance will disguise itself as disappointment. Disappointment will disguise itself as expectation. Expectation will disguise itself as you searching, looking through your phone, waiting for them to call the text. You're searching your phone because you're expecting them expectation to call or text. You don't get the expectation to become disappointed, which is the next layer. You become disappointed, then you get to that primal layer that wanted you to magnetize to it, which is the emotional imbalance. So we see that something is always disguised as something else. At certain points, dealing with certain type of things, at certain moments within our life. These are just certain things to keep in mind of. You know, and there's certain things that create that searching, the four layers, searching, expectation, disappointment, emotional imbalance. The thing that begins the searching or what supports the searching is thought, habit, and cycle. You have a thought that they may be doing something or they're somewhere or why they didn't call you. You have a habit of looking at your phone and you get into the cycle of doing that. And then you begin searching. So thought, habit, and cycle is actually that in itself is also supported by a history or feeling 
which is also connected to the experience or emotionally being tied to this individual. So you see there's always something makeuping over something else, something which is disguising itself as something else to get you to the same type of cyclic nature and cyclic ways of thinking or cyclic way of thinking and doing and being to bring you to this lowest point or this lowest vibration, which is the emotional imbalance. So it's also being aware of what may be disguised as another thing and another thing and another thing and, and the result of what it always brings you back to this one point. You have to come out of that habit. You have to come out of that cycle. You have to suspend yourself from those thought patterns. You know, create the space and the gap and the distance between the feeling and emotion that you have for this individual and understand history and experience from a whole other concept of understanding. See, so it's just certain things to keep in mind of looking at it from a relationship point of view, an intimate relationship point of view with your mate or your spouse or your significant other. Just another way of looking at something. You know, you want to actually uh, fulfill that space sometimes, which is thought, habit, and cycle. You know, before you begin the searching, before you begin that routine of searching and going into the three other lower levels to get to that emotional imbalance, and that thought or that habit or that cycle, you'll find yourself um, doing things to keep yourself busy, occupied, or fulfilled with something and anything else because you are not feeding into its emotionally imbalancing agenda. And these are things that happen all the time. These are all the subtleties. And these are all basically the subtleties are actually distractions from distracting you from self-downloading something within you, which is actually to your benefit. You know, you replace these things, these habits or the store, the cyclic nature with eating or hunger. You know, you find yourself having to use the bathroom, having a scratch or an itch, an idea, burping, passing gas, yawning, stretching, reading, drawing, exercising, watching TV, listening to music, looking in the mirror, feeling uncomfortable with how you're sitting or standing in that spot of the moment, adjusting something, fidgeting with something, washing, showering, cleaning, straightening something up, smoking, drinking, talking, going for a walk, cooking, looking for something to do thinking of something doing it into, thinking about tomorrow and yesterday, you know, thinking about later. All the things the moment itself constantly disguises itself and hides itself from. See, and with awareness, all this, what I'm telling you, becomes revealed to you instantly. If you just stand still for a moment and don't, if a person is used to looking at somebody's phone waiting for a call or a text from somebody, if they just stand still with awareness, they'll see all the shit that they're doing within that moment that is trying to fulfill that purpose of search or look or seek. All the things I just said tries to fulfill that space or that gap <laughs> to not create that search or not to create the action of searching or looking in your phone or you know, waiting for the doorbell to ring or looking out your window. You know, it's just certain things to be aware of and to create an action from or to stem from in certain ways that is of benefit to you rather than against you. No. Certain ways, certain things to look at. 
when you um when you first like opened with that line, um the thing that came to mind was, you know, um you know, show them themselves, don't say anything. They'll disappear. You know. Um it it goes back to that imbalanced state that you mentioned, um where it's like if you're in an argument with someone and then, you know, or if someone is, is trying to be in an argument with you or they're raising their voice and uh, doing all this stuff to show they're upset and everything, and then you diffuse the situation or you diffuse um, your interaction with them by taking it the other route and toning it down, you know, you're showing you're showing them themselves because then they you know, they realize how upset they are. And um at the same time you're uh, you know, you're you're also um you know, it it could go a couple different ways but but definitely um it can de escalate the situation, you know, it's um they'll disappear, they'll see themselves, they'll reflect or they'll um you know, that state will go away, you know. If you don't mm-hmm. feed the the fire it'll die. So that was kinda what um came to mind when you when you mentioned that um mm-hmm. yeah. just by you not acknowledging their presence not only will their fire dissipate and disappear and go away but also will your fire dissipate disappear and go away as well and when that starts to go away you also as well as them begin to cease or come in contact with self-realization, self-reflection. You see that something is feeding something which is lower or lower vibration. You are aware of that. You no longer see that. So instead of searching, you see that this is how you know that something that you are always has your back to do something otherwise than what it is doing. This is why you find, you know, you might start scratching your knee or fixing your clothes or I'm not going to look at my phone, I'm not going to look at my window, I'm not going to look at my door. I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to go cook. I'm going to go wash up. With this awareness, you start to create that space and that distance from that which you find is trying to possess you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not giving into that. But you don't want to do it from a resistant point of view because, of course, you know, even giving resistance to something is giving your life. You learn it in metaphysics. And it's funny, too, with the question that you know, I talked about before and I asked Valerie, and I was like, well, <laughs> and I was like, well, because you say, just don't, don't think about the thought. You know, don't give, don't give any, starve it. And I said, well, not giving the thought. Isn't that also, I have to think about the thought in order to not give the thought thought. And he said, well, no, you're creating resistance. <laughs> and right there, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. okay. So you don't want to, you know, people don't want to do it like resisting it on purpose. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to look at the phone. 
Right. Actually looking at the reality. Because we ain't really going to do it. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to do it from a resisting point of view. You want to do it from just a realization point of view and just understanding what this reality is. Just saying, I'm interested in myself. I love the way I draw. I love the way I cook. I appreciate, appreciate the way I am. You know, I embrace the way I look. I embrace how I'm living, my reality. You know, I'm so interested and engulfed within myself and embracing myself at all points from all point of views. I am me, and this is me, and I can only be myself. And that is from a point of non-resistance. You're not resisting something. You're just being you, being into you, being as you, and of you, and for you. Mm. It's not it's resistance. So it's just different ways of looking at one thing, different angles of attacking this one center or different angles from approaching this one center rather than trying to resist this, you know, and giving this person a relevance and an existence. You are existing. You're not not giving them an existence. You're not not paying them attention. You're just giving yourself the attention. But right. you're doing it in a way of not ignoring and not resisting. That's all. You don't want to ignore or resist because you're still giving them life. You want to just be life. Be live. Be yourself. So absolutely, I was just agreeing exactly as well. Coming along parallel with what you were saying. Just right exactly. It's agreed. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm um, glad you said that. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Um, that's make the always left. Um, next doorway is um, no touch upon. Just random shit. The only reason you look, you quote unquote, look forward to do something new, is because you are the forward looking. So you look forward to something new because you are the forward looking. Or in other words, the being forward or the forwarded being. No, it's not looking for something new because there is nothing new. And of course, in metaphysics as well, there's nothing new under the sun. Um, but just for the very simple fact that you are a forward thing, and this forward thing, which is a principle, is just disguised as something which is personal, as something that we know as the word N-E-W, which is new. So that which is forward can be perceived through a through a ignorant or unknowledgeable or physical perception as something which is new. So that which you know as quote-unquote new is nothing but that which is forward. You are a forward thing, and that forward thing also supports the structure of your doing. It gives validation and reference to the doer or the do or the doing. And doing, do, and doer is also related to the word new or newer. But do, doing, and doer, new and newer, are nothing but an illusion of the reality of being forward. Forward doesn't mean straight ahead. Forward doesn't mean in front. Forward is more related to the aspect or the element of what we know as time. 
it's not a forward thing. It's not an up thing. It's not a down thing. It's not a straight ahead thing. It's not a behind thing. Forward has nothing to do with direction. Forward is not a location. Forward is not an identification. Forward is not a direction. Forward is related to something which is being. Time is being. You are the being of time. Being time, in time, but not of time. Time is just an element. Like earth is just an element. This body is earth, water, wind, and fire. The four elements which are encapsulated within the fifth element, which is time. But time being the fifth element is just the fifth understanding. It's not the fifth element. It's the fifth understanding. And the fifth understanding or the fifth element is actually the first element which we also learned in metaphysics, because without the first element, which is time, there would be no four elements, fire, earth, air, and water. Because how would fire, earth, air, and water form without the existence of the element of time? So, you are just a forward thing. And your forward thing, remember, Your essence is disguised as your presence, which is your presentation, which is your image, which is your physical embodiment. Your physical embodiment is hiding something which is more primal to it or primary to it or previous to it or pre to it, before it. Everything is something which is disguising itself as something else. So that which you think or know or have been taught to know or introduced to, which is quote-unquote new or tomorrow, or the next minute, or the next second, or next, or later, is actually nothing but one thing, which is the forward. You are the forward. And that's why your forward is always looking for a word to define itself. So you are nothing but a forward thing, a forward being, being forward in its own forwardness of beingness. So to be and forward is actually the same thing, just in different wordings, different definitions, different symbols, different letters. It's the same damn thing. So in other words, there's nothing new to look forward to. All you have to do is just remain your forward, remain your forwardness, remain your beingness, and maybe have an intention or an agenda or an idea in mind to, to manifest once you have that in mind, your forwardness will automatically manifest that because it's being held and kept in mind. That's it. It's that damn simple. Um, you're always looking for the simple way of understanding something, not the complicated way or big word way or, you know, trying to give this fancy, cute terminology to confuse you. No. You want it's okay. You can be also confused within the simplicity and ex, within the simple explanation of this reality. It doesn't have to be complicated or big words to confuse you. As a matter of fact, you want to be confused. You want to be shooken up. You want to hear that which is weird or abstract that doesn't necessarily or immediately touch you or come in contact with you or connect with you. You want to puzzle your mind. You want to riddle your mind. You want to say, what the fuck? How does that shit make sense? 
It sounds right, but how do I make it right to myself? It feels right. It sounds right, but how is it right? Why, why is it right? What is right within what I'm hearing within what is within me that I'm living? See, so it's so always that that um translucent kind of way of looking at something or way of embracing something or seeing something that you get to color it in or you get to give it a shape and form according to your perception, your own personal experience. You are the molder of it. Something trying to mold your reality is not something which is trying to further you and support your forward. Something which gives you something which is invisible is something which is actually supporting, assisting, and enhancing or, or you know, in some way helping you embrace something about yourself because it's letting you reflect upon yourself and color within yourself. Something giving you a blank page is something which is uh, of more benefit according to this understanding. Not something which is giving you a colored in picture with shapes and all this other crap. And this is one way of looking at it. Okay, um next doorway is this is something which I was personally kinda of just under, just kinda of like touching me. When I was touching upon this with you before earlier, and I was saying, um I said for some reason this seems like because according to our cultists that we had touched upon and know of as well, they say, you know, like this shit is over. <laughs> they were saying, Stern's like, this is over. This is host is over. This illusion is cracked. It's done. It's over. You know, it's a wrap for this. I'm like, what, is, what does he mean by that? What does he mean by that? And what I started to see upon just my own personal experience and started to perceive what I, about this reality, you know, you see on YouTube and on Google and the internet, a lot of people are becoming entrepreneurs of all different races and, you know, whatever you want to say that, you know, of course, I don't get into the whole race illusion, but just understanding about or giving a certain kind of understanding of what I'm touching upon at the moment that people may understand or races or different type of beings, individuals, I'll say, that are becoming entrepreneurs, businessmen, doing their own thing, including myself, including yourself, you know, where this kind of energy is going on right now. And it's like, but it's funny how the more successful we're becoming, the more catastrophes are occurring and happening. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, Certain um, cult of the certain people that we know of, or in contact with as well, um, or maybe in contact with as well, um, will say certain things like, you know, we've done all this already. Um, over and over again, way more greater and made way more elaborate than what is going on in the present moment. And we had things in control for thousands of years rather than tens of thousands or a few hundred years um, in ancient time, in ancient scripture. And it's funny how even though people have become more successful or just having a certain type of self-businesses or becoming their own entrepreneur and doing things their way and dealing with the physical reality, which is currency, which is money, which is cash, which is having a financial establishment, a financial, more um, stable financial structure within their life or their experience. It's funny how the more this is occurring, the more we're bumping into more nature's catastrophes. Mm -hmm. And um, in a way, it's kind of like 
I may be wrong, but this is just my experience, my perception of certain things. It's just maybe a possibility or maybe just something to factor in. It's not a fact, but it's something to factor in. Because which is happening, um, the, it's like the more we keep our attention on this reality, the more this reality is disappearing. Or in a way, the more involved we become, the less things there are to participate within. Mm. It's just strange. You can't really put your fingernail on it. But, um, because there's more entrepreneur ads and commercials on YouTube that you watch videos. You're looking at something totally different, a TV show or comedy or a lecture or whatever you're looking at, and all of a sudden all these damn ads keep interrupting. And there's all these ads keep interrupting. As, Yo, you, can, you, know, you can be an entrepreneur too. You can make this money. You can be this successful. You can do this. You can do that. Blah, 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 blah. And the more that's occurring, the more we're bumping into natural catastrophes. <laughs> and it's like, wait. Mm. And it's not saying, like, we're not supposed to be doing this or we are supposed to be doing this, but it's just a question, like, wait, is it because we're doing this because we're getting more into the physical reality, the physical reality is trying to get away from us? I don't, I don't know. Mm. It's just it's something to ponder. It's not a fact. It's not a truth to that degree, but it's just something to scratch a temple about. Something to ponder upon. There's something to look up on. Just say, hmm. And say, hmm. On. Don't just nod your head or tilt your head and be in silence on. Just look in the sky upon. Look in the air. Like, hmm. And just wonder or ponder about. Something to maybe factor in as a possible possibility, but not necessarily a fact or a truth according to your perception and your awareness of this reality and what's going on within the moment. It's not saying to stop what you're doing. It's not saying to continue what you're doing. It's just saying, hmm, just H-M-M-M dot, dot, dot. <laughs> no. So I just found that something interesting. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah, like you're called as a metaphysician. This is an illusion. This is that. That's an illusion. It's like, well, okay, since we're the natural, the real thing that's actually evolving in a illusion, ourselves within a illusion, just us being real, are we actually disintegrating and disappearing this illusion right before us? By the more we become mm -hmm. involved in participating within it, is that a possibility? Is that a factor? <laughs> Guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Guess we'll know. The hourglass reveals that, I guess, you know. <laughs> Just an idea to giggle at or laugh at or, or to chuckle at or to have fun with within the moment. But it can't, it can't be canceled out. And it definitely has to maybe or possibly be factored in. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. No. Okay. Um, the next doorway is... Um,
what we call here, H-E-R-E, is not a location. What we call here, H-E-R-E, is not an identification. What we call here, H-E-R-E, is a realization. What I mean by that is, if inside is an illusion, then outside is an illusion as well. So, it comes to bring the question, then where are we really? The thing that came to me was just here. And I said, and I asked, and I asked the energy or the, the principal, and I said, well, what is here? What does here mean? What is here? What's the definition of here? And I said, well, the right now or the live. And I said, oh. And I said, so, uh, so are we just the eyes? Are we just a witness? Are we something behind the eyes? What is this? And the response I got from that was just pure silence, which means that it led me to reflect back upon myself. So sometimes when we say I am here, sometimes people may think of location. When we say I am here, we think of identification because of our body or where we are physically at. But what came to me was that the word here didn't mean a location or identification. It just meant a realization. I realize an awareness. I am aware that I am here. Here where? Just here. Here in New York? No, just here. Here in the world? No, just here. Here as life? No, just here. Because I am life and I am death. So how can I just be here as life or I can just be here as death? I am just a witness. Am I just the eyes? Am I just something behind the eyes? See, so it's like, what does here mean? And it just said that here just means right now. Here just means now. Here just means live. Being live. And that's what we truly are, is just something which is live. That's it. So when it came to me in that form, it said that what you see or know as levels or locations are just an illusion. Something which is a high vibration or a lower vibration is just an illusion. It's a level. Being that I can go to the lowest vibration of myself and I can find myself as the, at the highest vibration of myself. The levels itself is an illusion. And these levels exist within a location, which means a location is an illusion as well within itself. So what am I? What is this? Mm. See, because people may say, oh, this is all Gaia, this is all Maya, it's the illusion. Everything's an illusion. What you touch is nothing really you can touch. People are not here. This is not here. That's not there. Blah, 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 blah. So if outside's an illusion and the inside's an illusion as well, so where the fuck am I? What the hell is this? If there's no inside or outside, there's no up or down, there's no left or right. I don't exist within these corners or these angles of things, then what the hell am I? Where the hell am I? And the only answer I got back from that response was here. And here was right now or now or live. 
here, now, and live is the greatest definition and description you can give of yourself. There is nothing else. So I guess this is why people get caught up in that word called witness. You know, you're witnessing things, which is why you're not life. Why am I not life? Because you can witness life, mm-hmm. which means that you are something which sits before that that stands before you, which is what I say. I am that. I am sitting before that which stands before me. Which means that if I can recognize that, I am not that. That which I can't recognize is what I truly am. Which means that I'll never know what I am. The closest I can know what I am is just being live. I am live. You are live. We are live. This is live. That's it. No, so... Like, like, I, like I, I get into the understanding of the, when I was touching upon the episode based upon existence. I'm not saying existence or existing. I say you don't really exist. And I was like, because I woke up that day and I told you. And I was like, ask that question. I don't know where the hell that question came from. But I just woke up one morning and I'm like, do I exist? Or is it existence calling itself I? I don't know. I'm like, what the fuck? And that's how I knew that, according to my experience and my understanding, that we are nothing but a a composition or a bag or a collection full of just principles. We're not this thing which is personal, and that even validates even when they say you're not the ego, you're not the personality, da, 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 da. you're not the body, you're not the human form, da, 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 you're not physical. Da, 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 da. Okay, so that means I'm not personal, which means I guess that leaves the fact that I am just composed of principles. So true existence, if you want to say anything that really truly exists is nothing but principles or principality, which is why we touch upon and base this whole podcast based on principles. This is the reason why. Because I do not truly exist. You do not truly exist. They do not truly exist. We do not truly exist. We're able to talk to each other over a podcast because of the existence of the principle of communication and interaction. If communication and interaction didn't exist, we wouldn't be able to be two, and these two wouldn't be able to be talking. Right. So that validates the fact that we don't exist as something personal or something special. I am special. Yeah, there will never be another you. You are unique and rare within yourself, but don't get caught within, don't affiliate and connect that to the word called special. Unique and rare is only based upon your own individual experience and your own upbringing, your own rearing, how you were taught and trained to be through your parents, through certain people, your mother, you know, your family, whoever it may be. People around you in society, the school molded you, your job molded you, whatever. But you personally, 
You thinking you're special? Throw that shit in the garbage. You being unique and rare has nothing to do with your individuality to that degree of what you're or what people are understanding it to be as something special. No. No. You came from that womb. You came from that household. You created within that society. That's as far as your special or individuality or unique or rareness gets. That's it. But other than that, we all relate through the principle of correspondence through the medium of principality. Period. So what's so fucking special about you? Right. What's so special about you? a mass murderer. Yeah. (laughs) Scream out I'm special. You You kill, but other people kill too. Hmm. Like, oh, you rape somebody or somebody rape somebody too. Doesn't make you unique. Doesn't make you real. You thought about killing somebody. Other people thought about killing somebody too. You killed somebody. Other people killed the people too. What the fuck? How does that make you special and real unique in this reality? How? And killing it, if you want to think about it, that's just a form of transformation. And it's funny you talk about that killing thing or, or serial killers or Zodiac killers or people that do that. It's funny you touch upon it because you can't, because that was a part of the next doorway. The next doorway is based upon you can't kill yourself. There's no way you can kill yourself. And there's many different movies, even comedies or science fiction or even horrors. These different genres are based upon this principle where somebody was trying to kill themselves and they couldn't, like Groundhog Day and there was something else or something else somebody was trying to kill themselves and they couldn't. And this is based upon the occult understanding that, or the Gnostic understanding that you cannot kill yourself. What do you mean I can't kill myself? Well, basically, you can only call yourself. That's why kill and call, call and kill are the same word. You can't kill yourself. Why? Because something which is the killing cannot begin the killing or the killing of itself or kill itself. What I mean by that? If you are already, if you already are the death or the immortal death disguised as the mortal life, then how can you die? Mm. How do you turn yourself into something that you already are? What basically is happening is that you just transform yourself from one existing vibration into another existing vibration. Life and death are nothing but one vibratory present disguised as the illusional two. The illusional two only exists within one's ignorance and fear. Because in reality, you are not a vibration at all. You are just live. You are live within the orbit of two vibrational, or one vibrational thing disguised as two vibrational sides. Life and death for appearance and disappearance. So if you are dead, if you are death disguised as this living thing, then how can you be dead or how can you die? <laughs> what does that mean? You're constantly shedding skin. You're constantly shedding hair every moment, every day. Every moment, every nanosecond, every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year. You're constantly dying off. So how can you die? 
You're constantly killing off of all the killing, so how can you kill yourself? Mm. It doesn't make any sense. It's like saying, go and humanize yourself. You are human. <laughs> how can you humanize yourself? It's oxymoron. You are the killing, which is killing yourself off. You are the dying, which is dying yourself off. You are the shedding, which is shedding yourself. How can you do that to yourself, which you already are? doesn't make any sense. So you can't kill yourself. You can only call yourself to the other side of yourself mm. or to the other polarity of yourself or the other paradox of yourself. Now, life and death are just two illusional vibrations but govern within one vibratory orbit. It's actually one vibration. But according to our perception or mundane perception right now, it looks, uh, it looks like it's two vibrations, but it's actually just one vibratory presence. So you can never kill yourself. And like I said, you can only experience death when you're alive. Because once you shut your eyes... And what are you? Where are you? You have no definition of it. You can't have no definition of it. It's done. That's something else. That's not death. It's not dead. It's something else beyond you. Which you are, since you are beyond yourself. But it's something else beyond you. And that beyond is what you actually are. Yeah. Mm. Um. Just two more doorways. You have something you want to reflect on that? Uh, no, something that that was um, before that that I didn't say was like um, you know just that to touch on the the live aspect. Mm. You know the um, you know your the the living you know or the the here like you said that's that's the only um, live state because you you can't, you know, you're not in the future, you're not in the past, you can't be in those places. You can only be here. If you, if you're, um, if you travel, you know, mentally to those places, it's still in the present. So it's still here in this space that you're doing it in. But that's the only um, space that's alive and able to be uh, really occupied <laughs> and uh, yeah. created through. Absolutely. You know, what's funny, too, is that the word here is also related to in the same word as air. And air, which is H-E-I-R. So you are a constant air to yourself, mm. which also validates self-royalty. You are your own royal lineage. You are your own royal lineage. You are the heir to yourself. 
you are basically the continuation of yourself. You are the continuation to your ending and the ending to your continuation and the continuation to your ending. Constantly. So the word here is also related to the word air. Because H-E-R-E is the same word as H-E-I-R. Here and air. Mm. So you are the heir to your throne. That which was thrown, which is the body, which was disposed of, because throne, T-H-R-O-N-E, is the same word as T-H-R-O-W-N. That which was thrown, which was your body, or which was this physical embodiment, which was thrown to a mm. disclosed location or undisclosed location is something else. Now you are the heir to your throne. You are here now to that which was thrown prior to it. You are the heir to your throne. This is why I like dealing with language arts and understanding that words that sound like another word or look like another word or spelled almost the same as another word is that other word. They are the same word and have the same definition. It just has to be decoded and deciphered. So absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, know. you can look at the word here as hair. You know, hair is H-A-R-E, not H-A-I-R, but H-A-R-E. H-A-R-E is connected to the bunny or the rabbit, the rabbit hole. You know, so mm-hmm. it all ties in. All ties mm-hmm. in to the deepest aspect or the abyss, the abyss understanding of the mind <clears throat> or the abyssian reality within the experience, depending on how deep your awareness, how keen and sharp, how weird you are, and what you realize is revealing itself to you and within you. Um, So I definitely, just to say that I agree exactly what you're saying, it all falls within alignment and synchronicity within itself, whether we agree on it or not. It's absolute. Mm. It's truth and proof and fact within itself. Um, just two more doorways. Um, the next doorway is um, if you may know and feel what's real, true, and exact, even if you may know and feel what's real, true, and exact, if you feel the need, want, or desire to do or desire to be otherwise of that which you feel is real, true, and exact, you must still do and be that, which is otherwise. Why? Because that otherwise energy is calling you and pulling you for a specific reason in that direction, especially if that otherwise still feels somewhat right or correct for some reason. So say that people who are listening or those that may relate may say yes, metaphysics, occultism, Gnostic thinking, all these ways of living and existing is definitely true and exact. The ancient history, the ancient mystery system, all this stuff is official. It is what it is. But I don't know. I still feel like being a runner. Even though I know this is an illusion, I still feel like becoming a business person. Do it. So even though I know what I know, and we know, we know, we know, we build upon it doesn't mean that we're going to stop doing what the fuck we feel like doing. And it doesn't mean that we're being otherwise than what we know 
what we share. But it's a certain kind of thing that you know to be at that moment or you want to be in that moment or you feel to be at that moment. It's a certain kind of calling. You may call it a gift or a talent or something you're good at or great at. Whatever it may be, however it may display itself to be or project itself to be. Now, even if you say, well, I know this is all an illusion, but I'm still participating in it, it's okay. Because your imbalance, or what you may think is an imbalance, is a part of the balance itself, and vice versa. Your imbalance is a part of the balance, and your balance is a part of the imbalance. There is no balance without imbalance. There is no imbalance without balance. So, and it doesn't necessarily mean that what you're doing in the illusional state is considered an imbalance. It's just how you perceive it. But if you think it's an imbalance, understand that it is a part of also the balance itself and vice versa. So even if what you feel and know that what we're sharing may be real, true, and exact, even if out of this whole conversation you may want to hang up and, and become the owner of a pizzeria, do it. Because this thing utilizes many different physical forms or different positions within this reality to become something and do something, to be something, to enhance itself, to see itself within a certain situation later on that you may not see at this moment. So it doesn't matter. Whatever you feel to be true and real, if you feel to be otherwise or feel the need or want or desire to do something otherwise than what we're building upon, even if you may agree with what we're building upon, but you feel something, do something otherwise than what we're building upon, still do it because you still are an imperfect thing in constant perfection of itself. So embrace your imperfections as much as you, as much as you embrace your perfections. You can't just embrace your perfecting of self and not acknowledge your imperfections of self. That's asinine. doesn't make any sense. So you have to embrace both of these aspects because both of these aspects embrace and balance each other within the moment of the action that's being committed. See, so I tell people sometimes, they say, well, I worship God, I worship this God, I worship that religion, I worship that. I said, what you need, I said, well, just consider this. Why don't you worship action? I said, what you mean by that? <laughs> I said, action is the thing. Without action, there is no manifestation. No, why don't you worship action itself? So I tell people, you want to worship anything? Yeah, I want to worship something. Worship action. Make action a God. <laughs> no, don't. Just embrace action by itself. You commit more to it. You be more aligned with it. You embrace it more. So I don't worship this, I want to worship that, I don't worship this, the principle of this, the principle of that. But understand, you can have principles, you can be about principles, but if we don't commit the action to it, then what are you doing with it? Hmm. It's like, it's like it, it even goes with diet and eating. 
Like when you eat something at night, it could be the most healthiest fucking meal, but if your shit shut down and your body's like, nigga, I ain't digesting shit, I'm not breaking nothing down. Mm-hmm. If your intestines say this and your stomach acid, your hydrochloric acid, all this stuff does, I ain't doing nothing. I don't know what you eating or consuming. You can do that for the taste buds, but I ain't doing nothing. I'm shut down for the night. I'll digest this shit in the morning. Even if it's mm-hmm. the healthiest thing that you consume, it's going to turn into a certain kind of toxic substance. It's going to mm-hmm. sit in your stomach and your intestines till the morning until it's digested. And it may not even be digested. It may just be pissed out and shit it out. So and that's when you deal with the biology or the understanding of melatonin and serotonin, or serotonin and melatonin. Serotonin is during when the sun is up, which is when digestion process is most high and activated. That's serotonin. Melatonin is when the moon is up. S, sun, and moon. When the melatonin is there, which is when the sun becomes no longer able to see within the sky and the moon is popping up or the moon is kind of parallel to it, it's about to show more than the sun. It means that the digestive process is actually shutting down and the storage process is being activated, which means whatever was broken down within the sun or the serotonin hours of the day within the body is being digested. Whatever was digested and being stored or housed or warehoused for the body to activate the melatonin to take open up those storages and those closets and warehouses of what was digested and actually utilize it for the body and put it in places where the body needs, it's no longer digesting, it's placing organizing, reorganizing things, proteins and things of that nature in certain spots and places where the body may need it or where it may be deficient at. So it's the same thing. No, it's just certain things, basically, like I said, just to keep in mind. Your body works the same way your mind works and vice versa. Your body is a product of the mind. Your mind projects the body. The body is a reflection of the mind. No. So, um, there's just one more doorway. Do you want to reflect upon that or not? No. Okay. Just one more doorway. The last doorway is, um, the last doorway is we create different personalities and characters for a reason or for reasons which is what I kind of touched upon before. These are your personal, your personalities and characters are nothing but your personal soldiers and workers. You are your own army. And this is where you get that saying or bumped into that saying or heard that saying called one man army. Your personalities and your characters are your army to the one man or one woman that you are. You utilize these personalities and characters as positions, as soldiers and workers that soldier themselves for you and work for you through our different situations and predicaments or certain atmospheres and environments according to what positions and labels that you take upon throughout your experience. Like I said, you, I can't be a musician in the position of a fireman. It doesn't work. Mm. See, so we create these certain kind of behaviors, characters, personalities for a reason to utilize them within time. These are our avatars. These are our different 
characters that we get to utilize and we personalize according to a personality that we fix upon it to utilize in a specific way later on within the reality that we exist in. So this is the whole saying of I'm a one-man army. You are the army within the one man. You are the one man which is in control of one army, that one army which is you. You are the army of yourself. Mm. And uh, that's pretty much what you deal with uh, today with the randomnimity, then with random topics, random situations. Let's have a little fun building upon it today. Same here. Yes, yes. I just wanted to add this last little thing because it Mm -hmm. it was like pressing on my mind since you mentioned the elements and everything. And um, so the funny thing when you mentioned like the three mics earlier, um, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, it's um it's funny because you said um Michael Jordan an Aquarius that's um you know fixed air and then uh Mike he said he's a cancer so that's um you know that's cardinal water and then the um and then Michael Jackson he's um Virgo so that's mutable earth. So you got the three um three modalities, you know, the cardinal fixed mutable so you got the three, um, like the the start, uh, the middle, and the end. Uh, so you have that, the trifecta you were talking about, and then that whole, um, you know, you have those three elements. <laughs> and then we're talking about it as fire, like you said, it's Leo season. So it's like, uh, it's all there. It's all there. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you yeah. said, it started in Mike's season. <laughs> Cancer. Mm. <laughs> so mm. it's very funny. And you are the fire to carry out the mission. Absolutely. Mm. And it's funny how you said, I don't know if you caught that, but you said Michael Jordan was the Aquarius. Of course, Aquarius is. Because it's funny with Aquarius, because Aquarius is always known as something which is air and water, or water or air, or air and water, or water and air. It's always something which is looked at as air and water, or air or water, you know, because it's something which is Aquarius and aquarium and water and air or mm-hmm. that which is invisible. And it's funny how you say, yeah, definitely it's an air sign, but it's funny too because what do they call Jordan? Mm. I don't know. If Look at that. that. <laughs> I'm just camel back on what you I said. You know, they call them Air Jordan. Mm. Go figure. Look at that. Cause, Cause, I didn't know. I forgot he was an Aquarius, but um, you know, I was thinking about that. Cause, you know, Aquarians are the water bearers, so it's like, you know, we're uh-huh. technically like we're considered an air sign, but we carry the, um, you know, the water bearer. Water, yeah. That was very emotional. Humanity. Uh-huh. Well, well, that's that's not because it's not a water sign, but uh-huh. the water symbolizes humanity. Uh-huh. 
And the funny thing, oh, that was the other part, the human, um, humanitarian part, you know, um, you know, I just, I think of uh, Virgo with that energy of service to humanity and then, um, you know, uh, Aquarius being of, um, you know, it's associated with humanity and um, that being the the um, wisdom aspect, like the the water uh, uh-huh. pouring for humanity, um, and then also Mike Tyson having that uh, cardinal energy is the force to start something towards a direction, you know, and um, you know, see where it's going. <laughs> yes, we'll see. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to mention that. Absolutely. I agree, I agree. Absolutely. Right and exact. Righteous and exact too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have a little fun time today. Bouncing back and forth. From one side of the mirror to the other. Dealing with the uh, concept of randomity, mm-hmm. random topics in the orbit of chaos, touching upon multi-different, multi-dimensional, different ways of looking at things, looking at one thing, which is reality and experience, and what we each individually, personally perceive what on it and off of it, and collectively share. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, I guess without uh, further ado, this is what it is for the day. And um, it's a good twist, a good play with the energy for the podcast. Good stuff. Always good stuff. Yeah. Yes, and thank you to our listeners. Um, if anyone has anything that, uh, you know, you think of listening to this in the archive, or, um, I guess not really the archive, <laughs> um, on Spotify or however you stream, um, if you're on Anchor, feel free to, um, you know, reach out if you wanted to touch on anything that we mentioned or if you wanted us to kind of catch back up with it uh, for next time or something um, or reach out on social media, we're on there and email. So can find all that on the website too. So thank you. Thank you. Salamat as well. Salamat. Thank you, Philippine. That's Philippine, and these folks don't know. So, Salamat, thank you. Gracias. Um, listeners, all appreciated, as always. In always, anyways, many ways. And beyond way. 
<laughs> I don't understand that lingo. <laughs> but until next time, until the only time, inside of time and outside of time. See y'all again. Until then, keep y'all envisioned. One. Zero. Zero.